Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, June 1st, 2021. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Hope you had a great long weekend. And most importantly, everybody, happy birthday to Kentucky, the state. We did it. It is our 229th birthday on this day, June 1st, 1792. The Commonwealth of Kentucky came into existence into the union and Roush, we're gonna celebrate, buddy. Are we by gonna not, celebrate by not falling asleep? Oh, I thought you were gonna say with 1792, just bright and early. Hey, yeah. yeah, get it. Uh, we'll do all of Kentucky's favorite things bourbon, horse racing. Maybe we'll play some basketball. Won't be able to gamble on it, but but uh, we can still play it. Uh, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a great day. So hopefully, everybody had a good long weekend. Get it off the get the get this short week off on the right foot with uh, Kentucky's birthday, June first. Always a nice day. Should be a nice day today. So, uh, how how are you all? What's what's up? Uh just moving a little slow. It's it's the it's the day after Memorial Day weekend. Like, come on. As, as much as we all like each other, nobody really wants to be here working right now. We want to be sleeping or doing any one of seventeen other things. It's just it's tough. It's tough coming back to work after the three day weekend. It is, yeah. It, it's uh, pretty much any Tuesday after a three day weekend's miserable. This one not excluded. Justin, did you do anything fun this weekend? We talked food. We talked all uh, golf fun activities. Did you get around to doing anything cool? I went golfing. I golfed three rounds this weekend. So wow. I, I had a pretty phenomenal weekend. I, of course, got to celebrate my grandma, which, circling back, boys, I was right. She turned 73 this weekend. I don't know why I backtracked on that. So I just got to trust myself. But that was a fun little celebration as well. So, yeah, good, great weekend for me. Did you talk uh, about, like, on the show, you weren't exactly sure what age she was? Oh, yeah, I told her. And she was, I don't know that she was all that happy that I was talking about her age on air, but <laughs> here we are. That's that's cute. Well, good. Happy happy to hear it. And, uh, Roush, what'd you get into? Anything of, anything of note? Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, nice. Love this yeah. and that. Yeah, yeah, this and that. Yesterday was really busy. Did, did play out at uh, Quill Chase and... Man, TJ, you said it well. I I had a blast, but I sucked so bad. I mean, it was it was worse than normal. And I even like purposefully kept it together and didn't, you know, tie one on too hard because I was like, I wanna wanna really try to see see what I can do here. And I just sucked. It was so bad. So bad. Uh, I played I, I got one round in and it was another high 90s for me, so I am also going in, in the wrong direction. But if you missed it last week, we are setting up a little it, very informal KRC scramble. Really what it is is just us three are going to go out there and play, and, uh, and and we'll have a fourth on our team. We're not exactly sure who or, or what, what we're going to do in that spot. But uh, we'll, we'll get 
we'll get a fourth. And then we figured, hey, if we're going to play, may as well open the invite to any of our listeners. We've been talking about doing something like this. And so so that's the setup. And there's no no promises that we won't do it again later this summer, too. So if you can't make this one, we, we may do one later in the summer as well. But yeah, we'll go out there. We'll play. Hopefully get to see some folks. It's uh, been a long pandemic year. But that we're setting that up for, I think, uh, June 11th. Yes, so June 11th. Not- Seneca twelve thirty. Not not this not this uh, Friday, but the Friday after that. Yeah, so should just be c- a good take time. Day. Cut out yeah. and come hang out with the KRC boys. We got more information on that on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Uh, we had plenty of NBA over the weekend. We had no college baseball in the area because the teams got eliminated. But a little bit of a shocker there. Uh, well, not so much a shocker. Kentucky not making it, not surprising. Uh, you always are kind of curious because you, they just load the field with SEC teams. So are they going to give Kentucky the benefit of the doubt because they're playing in the toughest conference? Uh, they would have it would have required several more SEC wins for Kentucky really to probably be in that conversation. But that became official. And then more surprisingly, Roush's U of L did not make it. Uh, I, you, I think I talked about it on Thursday. I was like, "Oh, I think they're closer to the bubble than people thought." I thought that they were five. I thought they were comfortably in, just trending towards a three seed. What people don't want, want they don't want to be in that spot. Uh, not the case. They miss it for the first time since 2011. Dan McDonald won't have a chance to win the big one. No, no, he can't even play in the big one. I guess uh unless you count sitting on the sideline as the big one then he's got a shot because that's all they're doing for the next few months (laughs) man maybe you look past tom jurich being a total bully when you consider uofl doesn't make a bowl game uofl doesn't make the ncaa tournament uofl baseball doesn't make the ncaa tournament now of course two of those three apply to us uh no need to look over here in lexington but bowl game baby yeah, so we're not the same uh, in all actuality. It's been just a super weird year for sports in this area just to begin with. I don't think anybody. Boo, the, 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 the Vegas odds you could get on that, Justin, if you would have said back in August when we were all just literally dying for sports would do whatever it would take just to get a little sense of normalcy back as we were debating day in and day out on this show, whether or not we'd be. Will there be fans in the stands? Will they even be playing? How many games will they get in before it gets canceled? Should they even try to do that stuff? But if we would have said back then, hey, guess what? UK, U of L, between postseasons and football, basketball, and baseball, out of six potential boxes to check, only checking one. And it's Stoops and it's his troops, and you're going to win the Gator Bowl. Uh, people would be like, no way. You're telling me U of L baseball is not going to make it? UK basketball is not going to make the tournament? Uh, Scott's and his tots aren't going to get invited to a bowl season either. I, people wouldn't have believed it. And Roush, I, I doubt that there's ever been a time like this in our in our lifetime in, in athletics in this area, in this state, and in this city, where you could say five out of the six don't advance to the postseason. Really weird times. I guess the difference between the two programs as we're lumping them in together, though, and and, and, and some UVL fans are more optimistic, where Kentucky, with the exception of baseball, football and basketball should be turned around next season. Uh, football turned around is the wrong word for it. Football should just continue moving forward. They played an all-SEC schedule without quarterbacks, wide receiver, and maybe a, 
a funky offensive philosophy and still ended up doing solid. Not great, but solid. Basketball, I think fans are as excited about this upcoming season as they've probably been in a few seasons. And, uh, you know, baseball, like I said, who knows? U of L for football and basketball. Football, I guess, wait and see. I think they're starting to try to talk themselves into it a little bit. Basketball, wait and see. It's just weird, Roush. You, you wouldn't have thought just, you know, uh, nine months ago we would be in the spot or we'd be having these conversations. But it, it was a pretty rough athletic year for some of the big sports in the area. Yeah, I think it, it it's it's kind of like the hypothetical. All right. You get sports back, but your team stink. Do you still want the sports back? And you're like, well, yeah, you know, because come on, they're not going to be that bad. And then, oh, yeah, it, it was it was that bad. Uh, I, I guess you could at least say, hey, the women's basketball teams were both pretty good, uh, you know, for, for both programs. But yeah, just not not great, Bob. Not not great whatsoever at all. Uh, so, you know, we're going to take a mulligan. Um, Kentucky can, Louisville can't. Those are the rules. Suck it, cards. Hey, well, yeah. You would you would re- much rather be watching your team though, even if it's a terrible season, than not versus not watching them at all, right? right I think we, right. I think, I think we said that last year. We were like, we don't even care how bad it'll be. We just, we just need it. We just need something. Sure enough, uh, we did. Uh, we we got it. It wasn't always pretty, but I guess we got it. Should be better next year i would think famous last words yeah yeah don't get your hopes too high but yes i would think that is well but hey moving forward maybe that's it's it's also the classic case of would you rather uh lose in heartbreaking fashion or just get blown out uh and i I almost tried to use that logic to my wife when she played volleyball. She played in this big national tournament this weekend at the fairgrounds. And uh, what they did, they didn't lose until the single elimination tournament. And then it got a little out of hand there for a little bit. It's like, Hey, well, you know what? I would much rather just get it taken care of early than sitting around all day and have your heart ripped out. So that's, that's kind of where my logic is. Now, that that brings up a question I was thinking about yesterday that I wanted to talk to you all about today. Maryland played in the lacrosse championship yesterday against Virginia. They lost by one, 17-16, but Maryland has played in 15 national championships for lacrosse. They have won 3. They are 3 and 12 in national championship Jeez. games. Are you are you good with that if you're say it's Bass Kentucky basketball, are you good with 3 championships and 15 tries? You know, this is kind of the classic dilemma debate here because on the one hand, you can't win it if you don't get to it, right? Like you you, you do to some degree have to be happy to be there because you are putting yourself literally in the last game that you can play in. But my 3-12. and 12, God, that's bad. 3-12. and 12. That's so bad. <laughs> that, it, it's really hard to believe that you like you could again you gotta imagine you're getting to that final game the team you're playing against is of equal skill or comparable i guess and and you're coming away uh that empty-handed that often i mean imagine i just difference of 12 championships that's nuts i mean yeah and and they also lost didn't you say it was like 15 16 last night too justin uh 17 16 yeah, I mean, and they're losing in heartbreaking fashion too. I mean, you got to think that 
at some point you're just cursed that you did something along the way to make this happen. You'd have to. Yeah. Uh, There's no other good explanation. How how can he be so good only to come up short every single freaking year? That's, that's tough. It really is that that the that's pretty crazy. What what's, what's Kentucky? How many national championship losses in basketball does UK have? Obviously, UConn, Arizona, those two jump to mind. Yeah, I think that's we've we've done this before from memory, and there's only maybe four, I think. But th- those, uh, and, and hell, maybe not even that. Um, but definitely those two. Those are the first two that come to mind. They, yeah, and then they lost to UCLA Six, and John Wooden's last game in 75. So. 66, Texas Western. So, yeah, yeah, there's four. Uh, I don't – I think that's it. Not sure what the uh, – The real old ones, yeah, like in the 50s, because I think they just went to the championship and won them all. Um, they went to a Final Four in 42 and didn't win a championship, but – that was probably a they didn't get, they, loss, they, yeah. yeah, it was it was. It was. So uh not as many for Kentucky. That was or that not Wisconsin. The Yukon one was kind of a bummer just because you didn't really think all that highly of that Yukon team, but they had a pretty mm-hmm. similar path and story to UK that year, where it was like talented team. It's just will they click, will they not click? They clicked in the tournament, Kentucky clicked in the tournament, opposite sides of the bracket, and uh just the the more experienced team in that instance won in that national championship game and then i guess that 97 game you know as a six-year-old i do remember it i don't know if i remember i don't remember the specifics of the game roush but i imagine as if you were like a 20 year old anywhere from like probably 15 plus that one would be pretty heartbreaking uh, to lose in overtime i think a lot of people thought kentucky was the better team so that that 97 one would be pretty tough but yeah there's not there's not 12 of them you could go back to back you know, like not many teams can say they've done that. Uh, Duke didn't win back to back; they just went to back to back. Correct in the early nineties. I thought they won back to back in the early nineties, but I could uh, be wrong about that. Yeah, Dang, Kentucky is eight of twelve, by the way. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good clip. Um, but I just cannot imagine having your heart ripped out like that consistently. Yeah, Duke won in 91 and 92. Yeah, and back then to Florida back to back. Uh 06 07. And there there there's there aren't that many that that can do that. Yeah, you you know, UCLA had a little run in the 60s. Uh <laughs> just a little all run. Just 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 a little one, but things looking like it's going to uh, improve at least from UK side of things. If we'll, we'll see what happens with U of L, and we got some updates on on some of that stuff, uh, at least on future teams. Roush, because basketball team pretty much all moved in, with uh, maybe an exception or two. Yeah, uh, John Calipari he met with the media on Friday, and then all the team moved in over the weekend. Kellen Grady is is the one exception to that. I too, I I, I like that Cal is like, I, he, I'm I'm glad he did this because. This is what we do as Kentucky fans. We speculate wildly. He took pictures with everybody as they moved in, and but there wasn't a picture of Severe Wheeler. He was like, "No, no, no, he's he's here." Just just no picture was taken. So happy he cleared that up. Um, and, and one of those players that's back is Keon Brooks. He confirmed, Don Cal Perry confirmed on Friday morning that Brooks will in fact be back. And TJ, I, I think I remember having this conversation uh, at the beginning of all of this. Just thinking, hey, uh, isn't it kind of nice that players can just, you know, 
come back and not have to say that they're coming back? Well, you know, Kentucky might return to being just a normal school. Yeah, and that, that was kind of what we hinted at, that, like, just because you haven't gotten official releases and announcements, I do think Kentucky kind of understands, quote-unquote, the culture and how people are, uh, you know, how it's kind of perceived. I think this is a step in the right direction that it's like, hey, uh, for our bench player that averaged two and a half points per game last year in six minutes, we, we don't need to have a – Kyle Tucker athletic article released on their return for their sophomore season. We'll just, mm-hmm. unless you hear otherwise, assume that they're back for another year. And that's what they were, were doing with Keon Brooks. I saw the videos of the move in and uh, the into the Wildcat Cole Lodge. Uh, imagine being the Wildcat mascot, Roush. I know we were talking last week that you, uh, that, that somebody that we were referring to was the Wildcat mascot there for a little bit. But like you're just, you know, it's Memorial Weekend. You're excited about your summer coming up, and you get a phone call, and it's like, hey, we need you to put on the costume. Some players are moving in. I just need you to go over there and, like, help them move in, I guess. Like, what what does the text say to the Wildcat to get them to go over to the Cole Lodge? Like, hey, we're doing a meet and greet. We need you to go over there and, like, pick up some boxes and do some photo shoots. Uh, that the it's that's all that always kind of cracks me up. The players' <laughs> interaction with them always makes for funny, awkward moments. Good right. stuff like that. Uh, the picture that the Calipari's posted was it the well, it wasn't the Washingtons. It was the Hopkins. Uh, terrible picture of the Hopkins. They are not smiling. They're not ready for the picture whatsoever. It did not stop the Calipari's from posting the picture all the same. Uh, So if you're looking for a good laugh, it looks like Miss Hopkins just had smelled something really raunchy. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's it's almost like she was trying to like, uh, they were like, all right, put your game face on. We got to intimidate the other team. (laughs) It really is. Uh, So all that stuff's fun. It's awkward, but it does make you feel good. Roush the, the team's getting together. It's a completely new team from last year. Uh, you're getting like maybe a few of the pieces returning, but you're not really having to rely on those pieces. You're bringing in a lot of help, and people can get excited about it. Yeah, I uh, I, I also, as a Kentucky fan, you really can't turn the page until the new team's here. I know that technically the season ended back in March against the Mississippi State, but – you know, it's it's hard for me to to officially move on until the next team's here. And now that whole thing starts over. And it really is kind of like you're washing the your hands of a just a good-for-nothing season last year. Because after moving in this weekend, over the next two weeks, they're going to be on the road, traveling across Kentucky, visiting fans and in, 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 in youngsters at camps uh, across state going to be at Bardstown. Hell, I'm going to be there today. And uh, I think Friday in E-Town, but yeah, going to Bardstown for that camp today. So it, it's just, this is where things can officially feel like normal. Uh, I know the UK football team, they'll be here starting next week. It's a week later than normal because of the, the pandemic kind of pushing back the spring semester, but it, it, it really is going to feel like some sense of normalcy for the first time in a while. And I think it's going to allow the guys to exhale and and just enjoy, have a little fun with it. Cause you know, this is supposed to be sports. This is supposed to be fun. And I know you're, you're going to put in a ton of work as a division one college athlete in the Southeastern conference. But last year, 
it, it was not only work, but I'm sure it felt like the kind of work that where your teacher's just giving you busy work and you're like, is this really necessary? Like, I don't even want to be here. This sucks. I'm getting Q-tips shoved up my nose every day, stuck in my room like it's a jail cell. I, that's gone. Dead and gone. They're moving forward. And uh, that starts uh, today for the basketball team and next week for the Kentucky football team. Yeah, and uh, the football aspect of it, we will we'll talk about as well. Uh, basketball, exciting. It still seems like everything's super far away. It is, but as we know, it'll be here uh, before before you know it. And Calipari did speak with the media on Friday. It seems like a long time ago. It was. It was a glorious long weekend. Uh, Roush, a lot of people thought he sounded kind of tired. Like he, he sounded a little pooped and exhausted uh, that people were expecting a little bit more of a swaggy cow got more of a kind of not a wired, but a tired cow. Well, he was in a different background than normal. And I think my suspicion is that he still had not come back from his vacation home yet in Jersey because it was, he was almost like he was sitting by a bunch of windows that I'd never seen before. So maybe he was just not looking forward to traveling. That could be the case. Uh, I I didn't really get that sense other than I do think whenever you do these Zoom meetings with coaches, they have to bring it even more so because, I, you know, it's just a different kind of energy. It's a different kind of energy. And even Stoops, uh, I remember him having to allude to that at one time. He's like, yeah, I got I to gotta step it up today. I. I've been sounding like I'm mad or something at all of y'all. And really, I'm just I'm not used to seeing. I'm just staring at a screen and talking. It's kind of weird. So, I don't know. Maybe kind of getting used to uh, – a little too used to the boring old team meetings over Zoom. And no, it, it could it could have just been as simple as he was tired. Like, didn't sleep well the night before. He was tired. I do think he sounded like he sounded – Sounded tired. It was almost like an end of a season count instead of like the rejuvenated, ready to go. I know this offseason hasn't been probably the most fun for him, uh, but excited, looking forward to the season. He did have plenty of interesting things to say. He does not anticipate, or it didn't seem like he anticipates UK adding anybody else, Roush. Did you hear that quote? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and they, that checks out. That checks out to uh, kind of how he's – played this the entire time it's how you get guys like oscar shibway to come in mid-year so that makes sense he also kind of yeah he's not gonna add anybody probably but he also i mean there was a line where he's like you know we should have six guards and he named five people and it did not name davion mint so you would assume that he's counting for mints as that six guard that that was another thing that people really caught on to is the his his comment on six guards not expecting to add anybody else but did kind of you know hint at the possibility of men's at that point the Isaiah Jackson news I don't think was finalized but uh, we we knew that one was coming if you didn't see that also he he will officially stay in the draft not really surprise anybody the latest round of mock drafts despite him you know not it, us not hearing about him like working out for teams teams i know he did go out to different cities and worked out but i don't know if those were in nba workout capacities but regardless that's that latest round of mock drafts it seemed pretty clear that he was going to be uh gone it was pretty clear from the get-go he was going to be gone but they were going to weigh their options they were going to take their time and there's nothing wrong with that but that that broke afterwards but yeah uh 
I everybody knows where I've stood on the Davion Mint stuff the entire year, but maybe maybe this is something to get a little bit more excited about. I will say, with few exceptions, realistically, I I I don't know if there are any exceptions. If you're talking about who Kentucky actually could bring in, I don't know if there's just a better piece out there, Roush, than Mints. Like the what I think the only thing that maybe Kentucky's missing is what Davion Mintz could do for you. Just another guard, another ball handler if you need it. More experience, because why the hell not? You're throwing in another good shooter. Why the hell not? And uh, do I think Kentucky has to have Mintz? I don't. But if you're talking about what else UK maybe needs on this team, one more ball handler is probably the thing. So why not bring really the only bright spot in one of the worst UK seasons of all time? Why don't you bring that dude back and let him be able to experience what UK basketball actually is about, and that's full crowds and not, you know, going 9-16. and 16. Yeah, yeah, no. And and it would also – so Mince is apparently still living in the lodge while he contemplates his stuff. Yeah, that was weird to see. I think, was it Jack that had that? Yeah, so I'm – they would do an awful lot – even if they're not in his ear every day, which I'm sure they're not, because, you know, he's your friend. You're not going to be annoying. But just by being around those guys that much, that would be uh, that'd be awfully enticing. You know, you, you could easily see him getting caught up in just the fun by hanging out with his team for the next month. Yeah. Uh, you you know, some you do some workouts. You get to play. You get to and, see that like Wheeler knows kind of what he's doing, and you may say, "All right, you know what? This can be a little bit more of what I was kind of expecting when I came around the first go." But I think most importantly, it would require him to move again. And folks, moving stinks. And if you give me the opportunity to, all right, you can either stay where you're at or go somewhere else. And there's a, a little bit more risk involved with that move. It's potential high high gain, uh, but you know high risk high reward but it couldn't have been i'm just like dude and i have to move like no i'm good i'm staying put yeah but somebody just tell davion mintz that nick roush should stay put moving stinks just actually i think that's the angle we need to take here like be like show them the u-haul rates just look at this mm, yeah this is this would be so terrible you, you can't get two guy no truck you know what, yeah what it, it you, you you nailed it. Uh, also, Davion, if you're thinking about like building anything, lumber price is just nuts through the right roof. Now. Three yeah. times normal price. I mean, not, e- why would not even worth, worth it. it. No, not even worth it. So think about that stuff too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably wouldn't be like building a new home with his first job right out of college. But if you were trying to like add on a deck, you know, well, just yeah. something, or something. even like just renovate a room or, or mm-hmm. add on a room. I mean, yeah. You're better off in the safety and comfort of the Wildcat Coal Lodge. Coal, coal keeps it, the lights on. It keeps the lights on, exactly, and it keeps the lumber prices down. Let's go to a break. Text on into the show, 502-414-1450. We've got a lot more to get to. It's a short. It's the first day back after a long weekend, which stinks, but it is a short week, so got that to look forward to. Thanks for being here. We'll be back. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio, 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin K.
Because here at Kentucky Roll Call, we're better than you, and we know it. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday, Kentucky birthday edition of KRC. You guys want more Kentucky fun facts? I love Kentucky fun facts. Oh, I I would like to hear a Hoosier try to answer Kentucky fun facts or or, are they in some form of... Fun, no, fun, well, I'll I'll ask him. I'll put I'll put a make an on the spot trivia question at the end here. But let me. Uh, so be ready, Hoosier Dingus, for the end here. Okay, so Kentucky became the fifteenth state admitted to the union. Yep. Uh, I, I guess one trivia question would be who was the fourteenth? We know the thirteenth original, the thirteen original co- co- colonies, but who was the fourteenth? Anyways, April second. Uh, think about I think it. April 2nd, 1792, five delegates from, this was April 2nd, from each of Kentucky's nine counties. So we'd only add a a small 111 more counties over the course of time, because, of course, that would make sense for Kentucky. They gathered in Danville for a constitutional convention after the United States finally accepted Kentucky's petition. Uh, They tried for seven years, nine conventions over seven years, to try to become the state, finally it happened. The state's first constitution created a structure for state government, but it never mentioned taxation, education, means of adding amendments, and none of Kentucky's 100,000 citizens voted on the constitution. Justin, my trivia question for you is in the 2020 census, how many people live in Kentucky? Oh, man. Um, well, we got over a million in the Louisville area. I'm gonna go like 4.5 million. I, that, that's exactly what it is. Is it really? Wow! Wow! Is Justin really? Kalen. Uh, yeah, on. it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I it, it was. It, up. it was so good that I figured you had to have. But then, if you're if but if you're looking it up, you never really want to hit it like exactly on the head. You would have said you would have wanted to say like four point four or something like that. No, uh, you, you nailed it. Wow, oh, that wow. is unbelievable. <laughs> very very impressive. So Justin gets the Kentucky trivia question right. Uh, maybe we'll have some more Kentucky fun facts for you. As Do I get expired salsaritas? You are an honorary Kentuckian for this segment, so you did it. Wow, Kentucky dingus. Nice. What an honor. Yeah, nice. as, lo- as long as you keep getting them right, that, that will be extended into uh, into future segments, into future shows, potentially. People Don't forget- worry, boys. I'll be in Hoosier dingus before you know it. <laughs> uh, people forget, Roush, I'm a Kentucky colonel. Not a huge deal. Not something I go around bragging about. Wait, I thought you were just trying to become a Kentucky colonel. No, I am a. I, I've got the certificate in my office. No big you deal. You son of a! What? Did, how? What did you do to deserve colonelship in uh, this I'm grand a, state? I'm an outstanding member of society and do great things. I don't know. It says stuff on there. But I, I, I should read it. Uh, but no, it just talks about how cool I am. Yeah. Signed by old Andy Bashir, and then he put in parentheses, "Wear your damn mask." So this is a new development. No, I've been a colonel for a long time, or like a year. 
was, yeah, he's only been governor for a year. Long I, year. I'm pretty sure that we had this conversation with Haley Minogue during the pandemic about how she was a Kentucky Colonel and we needed to get on her level and become a Kentucky Colonel. Yeah, and I and, did. I'm a Kentucky Colonel. But, but what the hell? What gives? You, what, you, are you, what, what are you mad at me for? Somebody, somebody, uh, you can't put yourself up for like nomination. Somebody nominated me. I became one. I don't know what you're so triggered about. Well, maybe I wouldn't be so triggered if somebody else put me up and nominated me to be a Kentucky Colonel. <clears throat> Actually, can you call me Colonel Walker the rest of the show? I maybe it depends if there's a little quid pro quo here. If it it's uh, you know, I just feel like on on a important day like today, it'd just be nice if you referred to me as my title. Yes, sir, Mister Colonel Walker. <laughs> God. Uh, so we'll do more Kentucky fun facts. Uh, fun fact is, if you want to get better at golf, you go to the Bobby Cook Golf oh, Academy God. over there off Exit Four in Southern Indiana. Uh, no trivia questions there. He will just he'll teach you. He won't ask you questions you don't know the answers to. He'll tell you what you need to know. He's been doing golf lessons for decades. He's been playing golf his entire life. He has built a golf academy. He is in love with golf so much. Three simulators. Go there and just play around if you want. Get out of the heat and, and get out of the rainy, soggy weather. Uh, or get lessons from Bobby Cook himself. Highly recommend this summer. If the rounds aren't going your way, and I'm looking at the mirror when I say this, if rounds aren't going to your way, stop going out there and trying to figure things out yourself. Address your problems with somebody that's an expert in the game that will fix it, will make it easy for you. Uh, it's not like you're going to have to go there and say, well, my elbow is supposed to be at 2 o'clock. Am I coming? What the? It's 40 degree. I, I don't know. I'm not. I, 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 he makes it so easy that it's just some, it, you're going to be comfortable with your, your swing every time. And it, so much so that if you do get confused, you're going to get a copy of the lesson sent to you so you can always kind of remember the few pointers that he's going to give you. Uh, go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com. It's over off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. They have a beautiful, beautiful setup. They've really built something special over there. BYOB, not a huge deal. Uh, but check them out, Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Give them a call at 812. What was the rest of that number, Roush? Oh, the number was uh, 812 913-4415. Uh, or there visit them online, bobbycookgolfacademy.com. 812-913-4415. All right, Roush, where do you want to go with this segment here? that we haven't already weirdly gone no we've been to some weird spots weird places um i don't know where where's a weird a good weird place to go maybe uh i mean we talked about keon brooks being back maybe we should mention that kentucky looks like they've got their new uh, secondaries coach defensive backs coach whatever his official title is going to be i don't know exactly probably we'll find out officially tomorrow i would guess or the if it's not tomorrow it'll be monday of next week i'm fairly confident um i haven't gotten a heads up but chris collins from georgia state he was reportedly the front runner for that position aka it's all but official nothing left but the uh the fat lady there to sing and collins he's so he's from georgia state relatively new to the coaching game uh, i think he's only in his sixth season where and he's kind of climbed that ladder. Uh, he's been Georgia State's recruiting coordinator for the last, I want to say, three or four years and helped them get their best class 
uh, in his second season in that capacity. So uh, Georgia State, they've been decent for the fun belt. Uh, been to three bowl games, two and one in those. Beat Western twice, which that's got to be a kind of that's got to kind of stink if you're Western. And you're like, oh, so we we keep seeing Georgia State in these bowl games, and they keep beating us. Like, what the hell? What gives Georgia State? Uh, but it looks like he is going to be the next guy joining Mark Stoops' coaching staff. What 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 do we make of that? I like well, based on some of the other names we heard. I this one doesn't doesn't seem to 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 move the needle as much for me. So admittedly don't know anything about anything, but like yeah, yeah. the guy the guy the guy in Pittsburgh that had that that we would have loved the recruiting ties there. That seemed like that could could have been a fit. Obviously the NFL name that was first thrown around. It just feels like maybe a few people said no here, which is disappointing. Yeah, yeah, and it could be a, a thing like they looked at the prices of U-Hauls and two-man truck, and they're like, I don't want to move this close to the season. I'm sure that was a deterrent for many, uh, but if you get the chance to move from the foam belt to the SEC, you're going to you're gonna do that. Um, whereas, like, Rams living in Hollywood, uh, Pitt, you're already in Power 5 football. It'd be kind of lateral, although it is the SEC. That is the big boy conference. Uh, but in this case, you're going to guy who's young, hungry, one of the brighter young assistants in that Sunbelt Conference. Uh, so, uh, and, and here's the thing, too. I think from a recruiting standpoint, he's hit areas that Kentucky is investing heavily in. Maybe by adding Collins, I don't know how much work he'll do right away and how much kind of rope they'll let him work with. But it would, it, it would lead me to believe that they're – trying to focus more and more on going to Georgia. Like, yeah, they're going to do Kentucky and Ohio, but the bread and butter is in Georgia, which I believe produces more Division One football players than any other state in the union, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, that would kind of be the – that's kind of what it would tell me, but I also do think that this is just a hard time to find a coach and to get an up and – you're selling yourself as this guy is is rising through the ranks and Stoops is trying to get him at the right time before he really blows up. Yeah, and, and you know, they're going to spin it and make it positive, and there could be plenty to like to be able to kind of turn that program or help turn that program into to something. It's not a bad spot to just build more. It's not a bad state to build relationships, like you mentioned, uh, again, there's going to be ways to be able to spin it. It's just you, you never want people saying no to you. And I was worried about that at this time in the game, Roush, when Clink left for Michigan. It was like that kind of puts Kentucky in a tough spot mm-hmm. with having to bring in another coach. And I think that there was probably a little bit of truth to it. You, you're, you're, the whole board could have potentially looked different, you know, if this happens two months earlier or right, kind right. of when, when the coaching carousel is moving a little, a little quicker. But this late in the game, you, you're asking, you're, you're asking a coach to put their former employer, like Clean Scale did to Kentucky to some degree, in a tough spot. And some people aren't all right with kind of leaving behind a program in a tough spot, uh, if asked. But, Kentucky is an SEC job. This is obviously a nice upgrade. And hopefully sometimes with people like this, Roush, really hungry to make a name for themselves, prove themselves. So we'll have to do the wait-and-see approach. But where do you think Kentucky's staff is right now in terms of really, let's just say, our lifetime as UK football fans? You know, the best staff that you've ever – that Kentucky's ever had was a 10 out of 10 
where does this one rank? Or is this one the 10 out of 10? I think that's yet to be seen uh, now because uh, Cohen. Yeah, but that's not how sports radio works. Yeah, but you like Cohen could be terrible. He could be the best offensive coordinator Kentucky has ever had. So it's really hard to. Could be the best offensive coordinator in the history of the sport. Yeah, we, could we be. Don't, we don't know. I, I, I really think that the 2019 UK staff, um, whenever Grand kind of adjusted on the fly, Sharman was healthy, like. That's probably the best that Stoops has had and one of the best in our lifetime. That's top two or three. Uh, Brooks had a pretty good one whenever, uh, you know, Joker was calling plays uh, and you had, I think it was Brown on defense. Like they, I, I'm bad with names in that era, oh, but that Bra- was a good one. Brown was, uh, Brown, uh, Brown was, sim- you know, we never really talked about that. There seemed to be some similarities between like Brown and Eddie Grant, where it was like, <sighs> certainly doesn't look great. Are we supposed to like this or not like this? Because things generally are going pretty well, but and that you're a likable person. Oh, we you know, we don't really know how to feel because there were people that hated Brown. Yeah, yeah, there were. Um, but as soon as Joker fired him and got a new coaching staff that second year, like things went down the tube quickly. So new, nuclear mentor. Oh God, that guy. Um, that may have been and and i'm not saying this to be mean like it and i you know you know you know uk football more than i do roush but that seemed like maybe that was the worst coach kentucky's had in its program oh he was so terrible (laughs) like i remember you know the you probably have people that told you this to your ear but I, i i remember people saying kind of behind closed doors that like Players just had no clue what he was talking about. Like oh, none. Yeah. Like not, no. not not even the slightest idea. And that's that that's what's great about Rick Menner is that he didn't care and he kept doing it anyway. Even though there was maybe one person on the entire team that knew exactly what they were supposed to do, and that was Avery Williamson. And he even he didn't. And he was their only oh, so we have one guy, he's our best player, but he can't get everybody lined up every play. Like that's just impossible. And the thing is, too, TJ, defense is reactionary. Like it's it's not like offense where you're you're being the you're driving the the force. They had a ton of plays, but they would have to know how to line up for every play to what the offense did. So they spent all their time thinking instead of playing. Like just line up and base and go. My God, that was that was that guy. That guy stunk. Terrible. Oh, uh, well, ha- happier times now. But did you give a number if if the best staff in 29 years of UK football is a 10 out of 10, where is this one at? Again, I know there's uncertainties, buddy, but that's that's not what this is all about. We need we need a take and we need it oh. we need a quick. Hot take 9. Liam Cohen's going to be a genius. There we go. But we we, pro- we probably would agree that the best staff though in our lifetimes has been probably one of the staffs in the Stoops era. Yeah, and I would go with 2019 just because yeah. White, really bright, Summerall recruiting, clink scale recruiting, Grand was able to adjust on the fly. Uh, that's I that's mean, like when Schlarman had basically solidified the offensive line, too. Obviously, it had been good right. for a few years, but like that was when we were, that's when the blue, big blue wall, we were like, all right, this is actually this is as good as, you know, most in the SEC. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, but to go back to it, like, you know, you, 
you're not it's it's hard to know how to feel about adding Collins at Georgia's from Georgia State, but it's one of those cases where you can't really hire an up and comer who also has a ton of experience. Like that's that's not how it works. It's always the joke. Looking for bright, young, talented people that can operate this software. Uh, 10 years of experience. It's like, well, the software's only been around for five years, buddy. Like, you can't have 10 years of experience with the, like, come on. So, yeah, it's kind of a damned if you, damned if you don't. But if you look at all the hires that Stoops made throughout this cycle, getting kind of left up a creek without a paddle in Singleton, Stoops was still able to get an experienced running backs coach from Wisconsin, which just saying that out loud, that's impressive. I mean, that's what Wisconsin's kind of known for is their running backs and their offensive linemen. Uh, Wolford, uh, to replace Shorman, was his guy from the get-go. He's a Youngstown guy. Really like what he brings to the table. Uh, and, and then Cohen, I mean, I don't I don't know if you could have brought in another coordinator that would have gotten you this hyped this early. So, uh, so far, all of the moves are easy sells. Uh, and in this one, too, you don't really need an easy sell because – Stoops is going to be coaching those guys up in the secondary anyway, too. He's going to be have his hands closely on that. And maybe this guy has a little bit more recruiting juice because he's younger. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I am interested how they kind of spin it other than he's a bright young mind that's got a lot of fire. But I will say that the guys who have held those positions previously, Derek Ansley was making a million dollars being deep, Tennessee's defensive coordinator last year. I think he's back in the NFL now. And then Quink, Quink's going to make this move to Michigan in about two years. He's going to get another big-time job. So uh, Stoops got a good track record, at least, with this uh, position so far. Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a fair analysis and assessment of it. But it this we, we've seen how slow of a build it is. And football, as much as we love the big dog, it, you can't just have one recruiter. You can't just have it, – it's, it's like you got to have a full cast of them. And uh, I, I hope that Kentucky's able to, to reload when you miss a piece as big as – or you lose out on a piece as big as Clink Scale, who's just coming after any and all Kentucky recruits at this point, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's – it was an eventful Friday night, but – you. Here, here's the thing that, that I love about the Clinkscale recruiting old UK guys. Uh, he offered Denki, and that kind of got the big dog fussing, like, oh, you're just bitter. Or I, I, I forget the exact words, but I, th- I think it was you're just bitter. And this is the real big blue, which I love the real big blue. That's That, that was a good line against James Franklin. Now it's using it to Michigan. But the reality of it is every time a coach goes elsewhere, he's going to recruit the guys he was recruiting at the previous school because that's, that's just what it is. Now, quick scale, I don't know how well he knew Dan Key from that time. I'm sure they crossed paths at some point, but it wasn't like he was primarily recruiting him. Kentucky went against Arkansas for a lot of defensive linemen, not this class, but the class before, because Derek LeBlanc went to Arkansas. He was UK's defensive line coach. So he's just going to keep recruiting the guys that he was recruiting. But that this happens everywhere. It's nothing new. It's just, uh, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're when you coming after a guy's clink, don't come after Vince's guys because he'll, he'll be ready to fight. 
Hey, that's that's what we like to hear. And it is that like nobody should be surprised that that was going to happen. It's part of the reason Michigan wanted them is because they yeah. wanted to be able to bring in some of the guys that, that they were going after at Kentucky. And uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to lose guys in that capacity. Not as good as a way to lose guys in the Eddie Grand capacity. But Stoops ain't afraid to shake things up, mix things up. And Roush is right. He's for the most part has a good track record on hires. That doesn't mean there hasn't been a stinker here. Here or there, there has been, but uh, when you're making that many hires and you have that many people in sports staff, it's just kind of bound to happen in that regard. My buddy texted and said that Brian Van Gorder, worse than Rick Minter. And, you know, the oh, thing is, between those two, man, I don't know who I don't I don't know who you go with. Uh, who's the who's the who's the real court jester? Brian Van Gorder had a much dumber looking face. So he had that going for him, which currently always... Rick Minter is a oh man he was with the birmingham birmingham iron no wonder yeah, was, no wonder it folded yeah seriously he was with the eagles for a little bit too it's like geez who did he know there to get that job but well it's it's kind of sad everywhere he was i mean everywhere he's been let me let me go back ever since he spent six years at ball state from 85 to 91 <laughs> he's at at best had three seasons at a place but no more than that Jeez. Man, could you imagine that lifestyle? Just like no, moving all I, over? I hate moving. I can't imagine moving that and often. Then, That'd be terrible. Well, let me tell you Brian Van Gorders, because his isn't too much better. He, for, let's see if he's got, he's got three seasons here and there. He had three seasons with the Falcons, 2008, 2011. He was with the Georgia Bulldogs, 2001 to 2004. But even him, everywhere else, it's just a year, two years, maybe. Now he's at Gulf Shores High School, which I hear Ooh. is nice this time of year. Yeah, real nice this type of year. Type Rick Minter is with Southern Miss. Does, do the Cats have Southern Miss on the schedule anytime soon? They do not. Southern Miss had three head coaches last year, which was uh Hey, yeah. I, bet, I bet Justin's little ears perked up. I did, yeah. Three head coaches, come on. Now, now it was, you know, because one coach left and one was fired like a day into the job. Yeah, so their interim coach took a job i think at austin p maybe i want to say about halfway through the season so not mm. a not not a great time at southern miss uh brian van gorder every time i see him he looks like uh johnny dramas like like an like a, like a not a strung out johnny drama but a johnny drama that's fallen on hard times that's an interesting comparison. Uh, what I the, I think both were not great uh, defensive coordinators or defensive football minds, despite being in football for a really really long time. I'd say the difference was Brian Van Gorder's philosophy seemed to just be dumb and bad, where Rick Minter nobody could understand. Like you didn't know what he was talking. Like you know, people didn't. It was too complicated. It was like he uh, was trying to coach in Mandarin or something. It, it, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it, Players just had no clue. So I don't know what's worse between those two, but neither one really worked out. Louisville's was more recently with Bobby Petrino. Kentucky, you got to go back to 2012. But, oh, what blast from the past those names were. We're going to take our daily double break here. We'll come back. We'll get into the text machine, 502-414-1450. Got to talk a little bit more NFL, uh, a few more little football things that I want to bring up to Roush, get his opinion on. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Taylor. We'll be right back.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your June 1st, officially June. The way I look at it, when you finally get to June, you just have three hard months. June, July, and August. Roush, on the other side of those three months, sports utopia. Once we get to it, we're there. These are the hottest three months. Uh, not necessarily my favorite, but no need to argue and tell you all that your all's opinions may be wrong. No, nope, uh, it's radio. You got to tell them that their opinions are wrong. TJ, it, take a stand. It's it's hard. It, it's just you know, there's not a lot to talk about. There's not a ton of sports going on. But it at least the every day completed Roush is a day closer. So that's the good news. And every day you eat at Salsaritas, you're happier. That's a fact. It is Taco Tuesday, believe it or not. I know the long weekend kind of puts us all in a wow. pretzel here, but it's officially Taco Tuesday. So we did some, it. Pe- some people say Taco Tuesday kind of kicks off the weekend. Like you eat tacos <laughs> on Tuesday. No, is it uh, your, is the weekend started yet? No, but that's your little first taste of the weekend. Like, all right, I ate pretty well on Tuesday. Hump days on Wednesday. Thursdays aren't too shabby. Bada boom, bada bing, Roush. It's Friday before you know it. And it all started with your lunch at Salsaritas on Tuesday. Download the app. They've got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews, and get their wildly addictive chips, hot, spicy salsa. Hopefully you are the MVP of your Memorial Day cookout by bringing a little catered Salsarita. You can do it all online, and you're going to save money with the Salsaritas app. Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through Check them out. TJ, I got some bad news. Oh. Anthony Davis is doubtful for tonight's game five. I believe I believe it's game five. No, yeah, game five. After straining his groin against the Phoenix Suns, the Lakers just got absolutely pummeled uh, on Sunday without Davis in action. Uh, he's doubtful. Could return later on, but... Uh, Man, the, the the Lakers might be on the ropes here without AD. This is uh this is where LeBron really has to play hero ball because DeAndre Ayton was absolutely cooking without AD on the floor, uh, and it's kind of nice for Devin Booker. He doesn't have to be the one man show to propel the Suns past past the Lake Show. Yeah, well, that they I mean the the Suns only won Bob eight but i i get what you're saying the game completely changed when ad was out of it that was one thing justin did you watch that game four i did not know okay it was so like i I did not understand this and i feel like you could paint this with the broad nba show like you could paint this with the with a broad brush of the whole nba but it's really not true but there was like a minute and 15 seconds left and the suns were up seven and the Lakers came down, missed a couple shots, and then it, they just stopped. Like they just stopped playing. There's, you know, in an NBA game where you get to advance the ball to half court, you can get three points in literally 0.4 seconds. Really, you know, maybe even less than that. We've seen it. Big shot, Bob. What's up? But I, they just kind of gave up. I couldn't believe. I had no clue what was going on. Uh, it, the Suns only had 19 points in the fourth quarter, anyways. But that, I'd never seen that 
in an NBA playoff game like that before uh, just see a team that still was in it. They weren't going to win most likely. And once they didn't score when it was a seven point game, but yeah, they had just, they had, they'd completely given up then. I, I, I bet AD comes back sooner than later, even if he has to miss this game this evening, but I want the Suns to win. I'm not afraid to say it. I love Anthony Davis. Glad he got a championship. I'm not a huge uh, LeBron fan. And this Chris Paul, Devin Booker tandem is is really, really, really entertaining. And just knowing that the Suns have been a perennial bottom feeder for basically Devin Booker's entire NBA career. They got hot at the end of the bubble, Roush, and then they turned it into having, I think, the second best record in the NBA. Nearly had the best record. It's a it's a fun underdog storyline despite being the two seed. You just don't get a lot of this in the NBA. Uh, you don't get these storylines. No, you're you're right. You're right. And uh now that we're talking about this game, I would like to take this opportunity to say not an apology to Indiana, but I've got to give the fine city of Jeffersonville some credit. Uh, I actually spent that was that was kind of like a little Sunday fun day. We went down to Jeff, uh, and they they had uh, concerts happening. They had they had like the Abbey Road stuff happening down there. We went and sat outside and ate pizza at a place and and watched the ball games. Had some 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 cold ones. It was really nice. Jeffersonville was popping on Sunday. And Hoosier Dingus, I didn't think your state had it in you, but maybe because that part is so close to Kentucky, it just makes it that much cooler. So. I think Kentucky deserves some credit for Jeffersonville being pretty nice. Pretty nice. I don't know how you spun that in a way where Kentucky gets credit for Jeffersonville, but kudos to you, Nick. Yeah, we did a great it. Place. It's, a, it's a great place to live, great place to eat and drink. It's a fun time. It was, I, I mean, it was popping down there. there. There was cars everywhere. Uh, the restaurants were full. It was like, man, this is, uh, is kind of nice. Like, I didn't, I didn't know you had it in you, Indiana. I went down to the new brewery in Jeffersonville, right on the river where Buckheads used to be, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a good time. We went on Friday. It wasn't a whole lot of people, but it was still fun. Roush, I would have I would have respected you more if you said I'm done talking NBA right now, and I'm talking about I'm I'm changing this conversation because the transition was was a wild ride. Terrible, terrible transition. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I watched the NBA in <laughs> Jeffersonville, so I'm going to. And, so, and my impetus for going there, it was like, well, it's going to be a nice Sunday. It's not really pool weather, and my my friends have gotten rich betting the Knicks this year. It's like, oh, let's go get rich, bet DraftKings, because Indiana they have gambling over there, mm-hmm. uh, and the Knicks just goodness gracious, they stink, stink out loud. They're done. Put a fork in them. The Hawks got this series. Uh, but yeah, and my my stupid app wouldn't work any work anyway, so it saved me from losing money. So I'll at least thanks Indiana for sucking at least that much. You saved yeah. me thirty bucks. I think so, that was operator error. They yeah. they had so they had the Abbey Road stuff going on. Yeah, and the thing I didn't get, I, I remember that they moved it off the Belvedere or waterfront wherever they had it. They were going to move it to Indiana because of price like they, they were charging too much to rent out uh on the Louisville side so they're going to indiana but this apparently wasn't even the big one they just had a smaller like one stage type deal as kind of a oh thank god we can listen to music again live outside somewhere and it was right by where you come off the big four bridge it was really nice um uh, 
you know, I didn't pay like tickets to go in and listen, but you got to just hang out in the street a little bit and hear them. But so that was, I, I think like the minor leagues for the, the later on Abbey road on the river. I, I've gone to that before and uh, yeah, it's, it's big. It's, it, you cross over the bridge and it's by all the, yeah, the pizza shops and the, the restaurants and stuff like that down there in Jeff. I've gone before. It's uh it's a lot of fun. If whenever they do the, the big one, I highly recommend it. It's just a lot of a lot of a lot of Beatles fans. Yeah. And you know what? Beatles, they're good at music. They're fun. And you know, I, I don't know how much I would want to sit there all day and listen to Beatles cover bands. And I also wonder how because you would want to try to make yourself different if you're a Beatles cover band, so you would want to get some deep cuts. But you can't go too deep or else people won't like it. So I'm sure there's a fine balance in trying to stand out at one of those where it's just a festival of cover bands. Is that really all it is, is a festival of Beatles cover bands? Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? They just play Beatles music all day. I think they play some of like their own songs too. They do? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't know. I, I I think, but could totally be wrong about that. I don't know. I just remember my expectations were low. It's Indiana. You know, it's always good to keep those things in check. And then I went there. And I was like, this is pretty sweet. Like, I, this is kind of cool. And uh, I'm not even like a huge live music person, but uh, like the setup there. So good, good that you had a good time, Roush. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. Weather was, weather was awesome all weekend and Saturday. Well, that was just ah, uh, that was phenomenal. I, I would snap my fingers and have that every Saturday in in, in summer in Kentucky yeah. if I could. Yeah, but it was cloudy though. Like that was the part that made it kind of stink because I was actually looking forward to doing some stuff outside, but it was just gloomy. You thought it was gonna rain. It would kind of spit rain from time to time. It was, Saturday was gloomy. I went and played golf on Saturday, and TJ, I completely disagree with you because it was cold. I know that's great. <laughs> I don't want well, to be though, wasn't it? We have like four months of it being miserably hot. So put on some pants, maybe a little pullover jacket, and you'd be all right, buddy. You'd I was be fine. All right. I was fine. It's, it's not it's not fun baking out there and just getting burnt to an absolute crisp. Hey, should we go to the text line? Um yeah, let's get to it. 502-414-1450. Here's my question to you, TJ. Where does the text line begin? The text line begins where we stopped last week. A texter says, Roush, if your AirPods ended up breaking from the washer, just go to Amazon and buy the off-brand ones for 40 bones. They're literally the exact same thing, but maybe not as loud, but they're solid. You save like over 100 bucks. They're literally the exact same thing, except much worse. My experience with Apple knockoffs are they not only suck, but they seem to make like other products suck too. So like if you use like char Apple chargers are way too expensive. It's a joke. Uh, I w wish I could wean myself off Apple products, but the thing is those crappy little chargers that you buy that are not Apple. First off, they, after a week, they stop working. Yeah. And then secondly, I noticed that like my phone's battery life starts to die or something like that after I use those chargers. So uh, I'm out on that. I'm sure those little crappy AirPods probably work for like a month and then they probably break too. So Sometimes I think it is a better investment to put in some of the money. That being said, Apple charges too much, and it's it's still annoying. The good news is is that they survived the wash. So, woo, indestructible. Have you have you since used them for like a full yeah day? Yeah, okay. yeah. 
Yeah, charged them up, everything. They're good to go. I was worried, but they are good to go. Uh, one texture says, TJ, you've officially become a dad now that you're doing small projects around the house instead of watching sports. No, I, I think that's probably true. And uh, I at a party I went to this weekend, I was showing off some of my projects on my phone. That made me feel like I was 72 years old. And then, uh, not that that's old, but just, you know, older. And then we also had very in-depth conversations about decks and lightings and all sorts of weird stuff. So uh, our friend group's conversations have turned to small project talk. So, yes, I've officially crossed over. It's sad, but what can you do about it? Hey, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, big guy. You did it. You made it. Thanks. Uh, if you're picking out a 30 rack from a gas station, what's your selection, Justin? Uh, depends where I'm at. Um, I, if I'm going 30 rack, I got to go Bush Light. Oh, Bush Lattes? Yeah, old Bush Latte. That's my that's my beer of choice for a 30 rack, no doubt. Wow. that's uh... Bush, Bush Light wouldn't make my top... 15 probably you there's not 15 beers that sell in 30 racks that's true he's not he's not wrong there i mean what are your options in terms of 30 racks you've got keystone you've got bush light you've got natural light i mean it's all the terrible beers give me bush light all day but you also have bud light coors light miller light you could get did they sell in 30 racks? I didn't think they sold in 30 racks. Well, here's the here. So here's so, our wait, issue. Just, it's Southern, Southern, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a Hoosier dingus thing. Yeah. Uh, I see. I So Indiana, they've got dumb laws. Wow. So they have gambling, but not 30 racks. It's, uh, no, I mean, I'm, that's a legit question to you. I didn't think Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light sold in 30 racks. Yep. So Bud Lights and 30 racks, supposedly, Roush, is like a novelty that I guess we're lucky to have. Because really? Hoosier Dingus isn't the only one to bring that up. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I, I we have that. Yeah. I don't get it. Why wouldn't there be like the normal quantity of beers everywhere across the board? Not sure. But then you start to get like, are you not allowed to get cold beer at a gas station in Indiana? We yes. are not. No, they can only sell warm beer in a gas station. It's so, <laughs> so stupid, so dumb. Uh, I was I've heard another like random state trivia fact or something like that. I I don't remember where it was, but if the beer is over four percent APV, it can't be sold cold. Which like I, the, so many dumb laws. Here I'll do, do I'll do y'all one better, so we can't sell. Cold beer in gas stations, but we can sell cold wine. What? <laughs> what? Wait, what is the what is what is the logic with that? That what is, is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What the hell is wrong with people? I gosh, yeah, that is. So yeah, I bet you probably can't get a thirty rack of Bud Light in Indiana, and that's just some weird weird thing. Every state's got some some crazy laws like that. So yeah, Bush Light is my actual answer. If y'all want me to go off the wall, I don't know if y'all have ever had it, but those natural light natter days off the chain. Uh they're a little sweet for my liking. Like off the you, chain. They're great I actually haven't beer. actually haven't had one. Great believe it. Beer. What is so is it it's sweet? It's a sweet beer? Strawberry lemonade. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if I want to have that in my beer. Well just it, give it a whirl. CTJ, it's, it's a good, um, it's like if you drink those summer shandy type beers that are real fruity, it's it's like that, where you're like, oh, this is kind of nice on a hot day, but you can't I, do multiple because it's too much sugar. I was going to say, I just feel like I wouldn't be able to crush those, but you know. I, I disagree, Nick. I, I'll drink 20 of them before I know it. Hey-oh. 
Put it on ice. Good stuff. I just want to, uh, uh, Justin, when we do this golf scramble, you going to have a few beers? I'm probably going to have more than a few. All hey. Right. That's, that's what I like to hear. Roush, starting today, dead period, over. Woo, we did it. We Prospects it. can walk inside a college football facility and visit campuses, take official visits, and college coaches can host and attend camps. It's over. Going back to March 2020. Man, what a long, strange trip it's been. It actually, <laughs> it actually does kind of time out well. Where the, I mean, it's the start of a new week. You know, they're not. It's, I, I mean, I know it's just a Tuesday, but they're starting the recruiting period off. New week, and I really don't think that they're actually doing. I, I mean, I know I only pay closely attention to Kentucky, but most official visit stuff is still going to wait until this weekend. Uh, when it comes to camps and everything like that, I know UK's big camps are the next two Sundays. Uh, so, but aside from that, like I, it, yes, it's completely back open. It's a good thing. It's not happening right away. But I do believe that I, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I think they're going to have some guys in Thursday and then some a camp on Friday, and then really start to amp it up over the weekends. Um, as, as folks start to get back into town. So it's it's good to have it back. And I, I'm really happy for the kids, TJ, because, I mean, I know that they could technically be on campus, but it was such a stupid, hey, you just can't look at where you're going to go after. I mean, when we got to September, you could have the football teams there, but you couldn't have people walking around. I, I don't know. I get it. I got it. But the kids deserve a chance to be able to check out their digs and get actually a recruiter. They've worked hard for it. And uh, now they get they get to play the game. So uh, should make for a very eventful month of June on the recruiting front, uh, both Kentucky basketball and Kentucky football. Something to look forward to. And uh, it, I'm, I'm glad that it's finally over. Uh, you know, you got it. I understood the, the sentiment behind how long it was, but – at some point, it should have been like, all right, if these people want to make these visits themselves and go check these places out, then the school should be able to accommodate for them. But you needed to kind of keep it uniform. That was tough to kind of I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm glad it is over. And I, we may look back and be like, I'm shocked it wasn't even crazier with how – how, but it was crazy. I mean, there was, there was times when, again, the Big Ten said that they were playing football, then they said that they didn't. Looking back on all of this, Roush, someday is going to be – a wild, wild story. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Because there's going to be so many consequences that we don't even have a good feel for the scope of until years down the road. It's yeah. Just, you, you, we, just, we have no idea. Yeah, and, and I, I think, you know, any school that ha that feels good about their facilities you you're going to feel like it's an advantage to be able to get people on campus it, it'd be like a rate it'd be a radio topic who does it benefit more getting players back on campus for visits basketball or football you can make a case for either or or both of them but kentucky's got great facilities in, in both sports so it's important to let them see it in basketball to some degree, it's like it doesn't really get better than this. There, there may be a place or two that has newer, nicer facilities. And then in football, people are like, hey, I like what I've seen with Kentucky. I like that they're an up-and-coming program. I've noticed them. But how do their facilities stack up? And then they realize that they do stack up. They stack up with pretty much anywhere else in the country as well. So it's a big deal for UK. 
And uh, for most places, it's a big deal, but especially for the Cats, having nice facilities and hopefully can keep momentum going in recruiting and recruiting and pretty much every sport that they've got going on, with the exception of baseball, because baseball had a, one of their better players transfer out of the program, which, uh, you know, that, oh, that's already happened. Not, that, that's, that's not good. Happened. Oh, yeah. Well, going to be more. Dylan Marsh, who, like, if you don't know Is a lot of names, Stan? Is that Stan's brother? Yeah, and Randy's illegitimate son. <laughs> That's definitely got to be a storyline, right? That Randy's got like a separate family. Uh, well, he's he's also Lord. People forget that. <laughs> People do forget that. You know what? Uh, Ward kind of fell off after that. Did you notice? That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> yeah. Feeling good on a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, good stuff. If you're not a fan of South Park, apologies. Let's go to another break. I have, uh, I, I've got to bring something up that was all the rage this weekend, and I can't help but think that it may have some impact on Kentucky. Sadly, you'll see what we're talking about when we return. We got a lot more text to get to 502 414 1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Brown, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. And if a get an attitude. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Sean down and I'm full of best. Cause I got it going on. I'm a nice dude. What's a nice dude? Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Why don't you get a job for Coley? What for? You need money. <laughs> All I hear is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rapps, Justin Kalen, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM here on the Big X. Remember, listen to the podcast if you can't listen to the entire show. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And we come on again here on Big X Sports Radio. Right when we get off the air, the replay of the show starts, and we appreciate you tuning in and listening. I've been told that the 2021 Big X Sports Big X Sports Radio golf cart is dangerously close to running out. Oh, snap. So if you're wanting to get them, I go ahead and lock it in. I don't think we'll be doing this ad read too terribly much longer you got father's day just around the corner the 2021 big x sports radio golf card you can play at cherry run old capital club elk run valley view christmas lake do yourself a favor or a family member or heck get two for both of you all and go play some different courses get out there make some saturday weekend memories nice courses that you're probably going to want to get back to once you check them out one time under 25 dollars a round Go to BigXSportsRadio.com or give 812-725-1457 and we'll ring it in. Hey, and just a heads up, I played Old Capital this weekend, paid $45, so $20 off. Great deal. That's a hell of a deal. You can spend that money on a lot of other things, beer, food, golf lessons, whatever you whatever you may. Uh, it adds up. That's why you want to save a buck any chance you get, and you'll do just that with the Big X Sports Radio 2021 golf card. And if you go to Old Capital and use that, take that extra $20, go see Bill up on the hill. It's the bar above the clubhouse there, and get you a red rocket. It'll change your life. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't know if what, I want what, that. What the hell just happened there? It is Big Red with Crown. It is 
It sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. Admittedly, sounds terrible. <laughs> but it is awesome. It's I one think of those it's... combinations that act like, oh, wait. Who who the hell was messing with, tinkering with that combination that it actually turned out to be decent, too? Big, Old Bill on the Hill. Big Bill on the Hill. I figured that you just just got to like hang out with Andy Dalton when you said that you got a red you got the red rocket not I would rather have the drink than hang out with Andy Dalton yeah, yeah. Uh, there there you have it uh the Bears starting quarterback suck at Chicago well good that's good to hear uh maybe if you ever invite me out there Justin I could I could see old Bill on the hill if you ever uh take a day off work maybe I can uh that'd be nice <laughs> That that'd be nice, Roush. What is up with uh, altercations between fans and NBA players? What what the hell's going on? Oh, we had a new one. Well, I mean, you know, the Celtics fan. Oh, I I I was very offline, and I'm not going to oh, watch the Celtics oh, lose boy. by thirty to so, the Nets. You know, it all started with popcorn, and of course, we. <laughs> I just thought of the Phyllis, the office popcorn. I was going to make the popcorn in the stove. Or in the uh, microwave, the way she says "popcorn," real, real. Yeah, St. She Louis. really puts the emphasis emphasis on the corn. The yeah, corn, yeah. Oh gosh. But the anyway, microwave smells like popcorn. <laughs> it started. It started with that the, the the popcorn incident, and then of course we had the take where we were like, "It's just popcorn." Yeah, you shouldn't do it. He should be kicked out, and no season tickets, and all that sort of deal. And then a fan threw a water bottle at Kyrie. And it did not hit him, but it became it came close. And Boston PD's throwing the book at that dude. They're like Ooh. they're do, they're doing felony assault charges. He is banned for life, and uh, the, his name has gotten out there and whatnot. And then last night, Justin, did you see this one? Uh, was this not an extension of the water bottle? No, no, this was in the 76ers game. Okay, well, we got to circle back to the water bottle. But okay, we, we, we will. Uh, and then in the 76ers game, fan ran onto the court. Not really sure what his goal was or what he was planning on doing, but got tackled, and it was, it was a big to-do. So, yeah, lots going on with fans in the NBA. And I can't – and we are going to circle back, Justin. I, I'm curious what you got to say. But, Roush, I can't help but think that every time there's one of these little incidents, Mitch Barnhart's just like, ha, see – the, the, the peasants can't – they can't hold their liquor. I made the right call. Only the rich people. Yeah, but this was a – isn't it the rich people who were sitting closer to the floor? Well, the Celtics one came, I think, from pretty high up. The popcorn incident, that wasn't necessarily right next to the floor. The spitting thing, that was – you're right about that. I mean, the thing is, listen, like dumb people are going to do dumb things. You don't, you don't not give it to 99.999% of folks – because you you may have a chance of somebody being an idiot. And it's just not the right thing to go about it. But Justin, what do you want to add about the water bottle? I was just going to say, since Nick missed it, um, he should know that they are charging him with use of a, what is it, deadly and dangerous weapon? <laughs> or dangerous, a water bottle is a dangerous weapon now, Nick. So wanted to add that in there. Guys, I don't know if you all remember the story from a few months ago. A twisted tea can is a dangerous weapon. A water bottle is not. A dangerous weapon. Are you kidding me? Are you suggesting that neither one are dangerous weapons, or are you actually oh, no. saying the, twisted tea can is a dangerous weapon? Twisted tea can is, in fact, a dangerous weapon. History tells us, but a water bottle is not. Okay, duly noted. I'll have to. I'll have to jot that one down. I I, I, I at least understand that the city of Boston hates Kyrie Irving for 
Like there, there's at least some motive behind it. Uh, but I also think, you know, to go back to your Mitch Barnhart point, fans are just, they're back. So they're being extra idiots. They've got all this pent up aggression over the last year. And they're just, what, well, it's manifesting that, in just like an awful way. I don't like hearing that either. Cause then Mitch Barnhart's just going to be like, aha, well, Roush is right. Maybe I'll do this, but maybe we hold off this year because people mm-hmm. are going to really be eager to get back in track. So what's what's Mitch's solution? If if we're putting like total thoughts and hypotheticals into his brain, of course, you know, this isn't happening. But I do think that's a fair point. And crowds probably are going to – and you're right. Crowds are going to be a little extra hyped up this year because they had a year off and it's going people are going to want to get back. And there's going to be a trickle down with that. That's going to be – College football stadiums this fall, NFL stadiums are going to probably be extra rowdy. And then when Rupp Arena and college basketball places get full again, it's going to be like that. So there will be a trickle down. I could see Mitch Barnhart having that line of thinking of, well, maybe we let this year cool down and and then we'll look at it in the future. But then, you know what people are going to do, Mitch? Then they're just going to binge drink out the wazoo before heading into the stadium. And that ain't going to make things safer or better and at least you're not even – and then at that point you're not profiting anything either. So I, uh, I I couldn't help but think that all these incidents, he he probably feels somewhat vindicated, and I don't like that because he's not. He's still wrong. Yeah, Mitch, you're wrong. But cool it out, fans. And those charges aren't going to stick on that Celtics fan. Like, But I, I get that they're making an example out of them. Probably not the worst thing in the world to do because let's – Let's all chill out. Chill out. Seriously. Like, be, We're be, finally back. Be rowdy. Like, stop, like, you're just such an immature loser if you're throwing stuff onto the court. It's such like a, I don't know how else to control my emotions, so let me act like literally a six-year-old. Grow the hell up. And, and if you're blaming that on being drunk, everybody's done some silly things, maybe under the influence here or there. But that that's not like a fun, that's not a fun thing to do. That, no. that no, it's not a, it's not a, that's not enjoyable at well, all. And imagine that you know you're just like think about what that fan going into his day, what it was looking like compared to what his life is now. So much work. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, over one stupid decision, just chill the hell out. Just is it bad? Funny the that, hell out. Is it bad that I was, I was kind of hoping the water bottle hit Kyrie? Yes. Now you're getting arrested by Boston PD. Get them, yeah. boys. Come at me. Yeah. Uh, no, me. Well, the thing is, Kyrie did like to do a disrespectful. He like stomped on the leprechaun's face. But that's not why they. That's like they, supposedly the guy who threw the water bottle didn't know that. He just threw it anyways. But like <laughs> Kyrie did do like a little disrespectful sort sort of deal. I don't know. NBA fans just need to chill out. Seriously, just chill the hell out. Let's get back to the text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Uh, is this new DB's coach from Georgia? Do we get that one? No, okay. you're not. Is, is this new DB's coach from Georgia State going to be nice in recruiting? Was he hired more for his coaching or recruiting? I think, it's, I think like I said previously, like that, that is a good question. You, you would think that, well, you either want a good recruiter or you want somebody who's – going to be a great coach on the field and i think in this instance you don't have much of a proven product so you're you're kind of taking a chance on an up-and-comer to be able to thrive now that he's in a more prominent role because at georgia state you know you're you're limited in who and where you can recruit but he's in areas that kentucky's in right now 
you know, so he has relationships in the state of Georgia, in the state of Florida. I know the state of Florida wasn't too kind to Kentucky previously, but if if he can get you the three, you know, two to four guys that are really good that you hoped Lamar Thomas could get out of Florida, then it's worth it. So we'll see. But I think a lot of it is Stoops has hired guys who have been rising up the ranks done a great job with him and and this one you you hope can be can can mirror that that career path well said texter says tj you psychopath nhl playoffs greater than nba playoffs yeah here's the thing though it, it it's hard to like nhl playoffs i agree are a lot of fun especially when an nba game can be a like like you said the lakers game ended up being an eight point game but they were up by the suns were up by as much as 20 at certain times Stuff can just get out of hand a little bit more in the NBA. I don't feel like that's as much in the NHL. The problem is just finding a reason to be invested in the NHL playoffs. And I just don't – I mean, I guess I could – like, it'd be kind of fun to hop on the Islanders bandwagon because they've been so bad for so long. But I just don't – like cheering for a New York sports team is just a tough ask for me. Tough sell. Go with the Canadians, Nick. They took out Toronto yesterday. Number Ooh. one seed. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think the NHL playoffs has more excitement. But, I mean, let's be honest. Basketball is better than hockey. So, NBA playoffs better than NHL playoffs. Texter, that, that's my – Justin kind of summed it up. Uh, that, that's my ultimate point is just as intense and as cool as playoff hockey is, it's, basketball is just the best sport. It's be, I mean, so, obviously, it's, it's better than hockey. I mean, it's just a better sport. <laughs> the sports rankings go basketball, mm, no, fo- football, mm. golf, soccer, table, table tennis. No, I would uh, maybe say soccer at number four. Which, oh my God, Louisville City, Holy beer die number five. Oh, wow. Hockey after beer die. Then baseball at seven. <laughs> but Louisville City, Terry, I doubt you were watching it. I turned it on for a few minutes. I think it was, no, it was Saturday night they played. Holy crap, what a stupid, dumb way to lose. My goodness. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it was like the 85th minute. They've got a corner kick. Get a good look on it. Get the ball back after a shot. And then just pass it to the other team. And he gets a one-on-one breakaway. <laughs> so instead of a win or a draw, uh, the goalie comes out, tackles the dude. They hit a PK to win. Classic tackling soccer players. Uh, yeah, losing to rival Indy, not good. They, Louisville's kind of owned that series uh, as of late. But I just want to know what happened with the coach. More and more people are demanding answers. And supposedly it's uh, – the, the, the scuttlebutt is like Hackworth maybe wasn't in the wrong. So I still would love to know what happened there. Recruiting if anybody, scandal? If anybody knows, slide into to my DMs. But, yeah, tough one for the boys in purple. Sounds like he was paying his players, and so they had to get ahead of it. Um, did he extort Louisville City to try? A, a, <laughs> a, texter, a texter says, are, you, are the drunk munchies a thing? I am hammered and hungry. Yes, they're called the drunchies. Yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, I'm a big popcorn guy. <laughs> we've, really, we've really met the quota of popcorn talk. 
Mm, we really have. Yeah, I like the other night, I was kind of bored, and I'd never seen Tombstone. So, pop some popcorn, poured some bourbon, watched Tombstone for the first time. Great movie. You know, I'd never watched Band of Brothers all the way through, so I started that this weekend. Oh, and nice. Good choice. I, I've never it, done it either. I've only watched bits and pieces. That's what I had done. You know, you'd always seen, like, a little bit here or there, but uh, it, it is unbelievable so far. Like, I'm in episode three or four, and I just it's I, I want to just not work all day and watch that. It's, it's I also started uh, Ken Burns Civil War, so... Nice. Gonna get gonna get some good Civil War history. I'll be ready. I'll be much more polished at the game of Jeopardy. Which, my God, the woman in the Tournament of Champions, who she deserves to be banned from any game shows on television ever again. Oh my gosh! Tell us what happened. You eat. You play to win the game, and she played to lose. She was coming into final or not? Not final. The day two of their tournament, she was down twenty grand at least. I, I didn't remember the exact numbers. But she was rolling, had the lead, got a daily double, got two daily doubles in double jeopardy, and was betting like 2,200 on daily doubles while needing to catch up. And then even got final right, but didn't bet wager enough to come back. Like it was like you're you're just trying to gamble on him not winning instead of you winning. It was I know people gave whole tower crap, but like he cracked the code that you win by wagering a lot on those. And she just, I mean, biggest loser move I've ever seen in the history of loser moves. So scared. If you're scared, lady, go to church. So so the guy won. Oh, you, you broke up there. Roush. You broke up a little bit there for me, Terry. Say it again. Yeah, you were breaking up a little bit for me. Did the, so the guy yeah, won. Sam Cavanaugh ended up winning. Um didn't you didn't you say the guy was going yeah, to win? Yeah, but he was really struggling. He the categories weren't hitting in double jeopardy on the final day. He didn't it and the one woman who was the wine taster was I mean really owning that one, but she she and she had the daily doubles to to really back it up, but she didn't she didn't bet enough. She was too scared. Mm, if you're scared, go to church. A texter says, if Anthony Davis was not affiliated with the University of Kentucky, he would be my least favorite NBA player. Wow. Is it because he plays a like a folks, guard, kind of? Well, no, he just falls down a lot. Oh. Well, yeah, he's big deer. But, hey, luckily you don't have to worry about that, Texer, because he did go to UK. We did it. Number Ooh. one. You got the next one, buddy? Yeah. I, yes. John here. Good morning to all. Hey, I'm glad to hear you guys back this morning. Not hearing you guys Monday morning made the day a little off. Wow. Tonight I have some great NBA games on. What do you guys think will be the best to watch? And what is your predictions? I don't care uh, at all about Nuggets yeah. Blazers. Like, there's nothing that can make me care about that series at all. Now that Jamal Murray's out. Moving I was going to say that'll be the best game Correct. tonight. I'm, uh, agreed. <laughs> It probably will be the best game tonight. I uh, Obviously, Lakers-Suns is just the most intriguing series that's going on. It feels like all the other ones. Nuggets-Blazers, that one is super interesting. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm with Roush. I don't care. Like, if Jamal was playing, it would be a completely different story, but he's not, so I don't. Nets are going to win, so that series is over. Suns-Lakers, I, I, I don't know who's coming out of that series, so obviously I'm intrigued by that. We know that the we know that the Wizards are done. It's just a matter of time. We know the Knicks are done. It's just a matter of time. Celtics are done. Yeah. The the Grizzly have been fun, but they're obviously just they don't have enough pieces. I mean, and, 
the and Celtics Clippers, Clippers Mavs had, is a good series. The Celtics had their best players score forty, and they put up one hundred twenty six and still lost by like fifteen. The Nets are just they're they're obnoxiously good. Yeah, TJ, uh, I've got a. They're gonna, they're gonna be a tough out as much as I don't like it. I've got to ask you something, TJ, because I, I've heard you say it a number of times now, and I don't know you you say things wrong on purpose sometimes in some situations. So I've got to know. Why do you call it the Grizzly? Because it is the Grizzlies. You know that, right? Like plural Grizzlies. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I've never noticed, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 uh, uh, unintentional. You, yeah, just Grizzly. Yeah, you always say Grizzly, and it bugs the hell out but of me. But you know, but it's only one. It's a singular Grizzly in the picture. That's true. Okay, you got me. I just thought that Carry was Mr. Gri- I thought that was Mr. Grizzly. Hey, that's a perfect explanation. Yeah, I I didn't notice. I'll 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 be sure not to do it anymore. Grizzlies. <laughs> there we go. Grizzlies. Sounds kind of sounds gross. I don't like it. I don't like it. Little grizzly. Uh, I'm taking. I'm gonna take the Suns tonight. That's that's my prediction, John. Yeah, I'm curious what the. I mean, I'm sure with Davis out the line, it's probably like Suns minus four or something, but. One would think that that would be a. This is almost like a can't lose game for LA. Then yeah. Phoenix gets to go home. Yeah. I, yeah, but if Phoenix loses, if you can't take advantage without a D, that's true. That, that, that ain't good either. Mm-hmm. So it's a big one. It's a big one, and I will definitely not be up for it. So that's exciting. A texter says, because of a vacation with 11 family members, I have not had time to listen since May 21st. Please list quick bullet points of what I've missed. Oh, oh God. we actually did have some good shows in there. You know, there's going to be summer slow shows. Today's been a little slower, but uh, I was impressed with like our late May production, yeah. if you Had will. Jim Coleman, Coach O on there. That was, that was, that happened during that time. That was fun. Uh, yeah, well, no, they came on the 17th and the 19th. So he got to hear Coach O and Antigua. Yeah, uh, that was, yeah. Yeah, well, time flies. And afterwards, they were, they were good as well. You missed when we <laughs> shared that we're having a little uh, informal krc golf scramble next friday yeah so, so come play golf with us buddy yeah seneca twelve thirty. it's on the kentucky roll call facebook group for more details so check it out a texter says robert for every coors beer who's your dingus refuses to drink i drink one out of spite <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be a drunk man then oh yeah i'm a, not touching one it's a it's a it's a weird quirk there Who's your dingus? Texter says, was at Sun King in Carmel, and the rule was if you can get a can of beer, you can't open it until you are outside, since it was technically sold as to go. Also, you can't come into the brewery with an open beer. They have to throw it away, and you have to buy another. Dumbest crap ever. Suck it, Justin. Well, you can't bring, well, you, well, you can't bring like an outside beer into a brewery, correct? I'm thinking he was probably saying that if you buy a beer there and then go outside, you can't come back in with it. But that would just be absolutely ridiculous. Well, well that, if that, they, if they, that would if, be ridiculous. Right, right. That would that would be silly. Uh, I will say Sun King is pretty tasty. I had a, a couple of those. But, TJ, I don't know how you do the uh, the heavy beers all the time, man. They just make me tired. I don't do them all the time. And that's the, that's the thing. Like you don't, you don't have to drink a ton of them. You can like drink two and you don't, that's, you're good. 
you don't have to like be pounding them. So yeah, yeah if you, but, if you I'm, drink I'm, like five of them, you're going to be tired because you're. But, no, but that's my drunk. point though. When I drink two of them, I just get full and tired. Like I don't. Doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I can't drink them for you, but I, I don't. That doesn't happen to me. Well, Sounds like be, you need practice. Yeah. You, no, I'm, you, I'm like, good. Skip, I'll just skip keep, on them. You, will, you don't chug them. I will much happier. I, like instead of a seven dollar one draft, I'll drink two. Three dollars, sixteen ounce cans for the price of one. Boom, works for me. Whatever makes you happy. I, I I need to make it clear that I don't care. Oh well, I do. Your taste and everything sucks. Suck it, TJ. A texter says the road to Omaha no longer goes through Louisville. It evidently starts and stops in Louisville. I guess U of L is no longer miles ahead. Oh wow. man, take that L one C four. Wow. Yeah, I. I feel like, you know, we certainly have no room to talk. Can't say that enough about the baseball program. But UofLs, they got they got to be pretty disappointed with the baseball team. Got to be. Like, that, th- th- they were ranked, I think, number two at one point this year. <sighs> that, I mean, that's like a yeah. huge, huge collapse. I think they lost their final three series, four series maybe. Hmm. Went one and one in the ACC tournament. Man, it, it was pretty. I mean, again, they'll be fine. Dan McDonald really, really gave. First off, a few interesting things with Dan McDonald. One, he said that I guess LSU is expected. Maybe. Uh, well, I don't know. Is LSU thinking of reaching out to him or something? I don't know. They they've got an mm. opening. He he said that he has not talked to them yet, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, their coach of fifteen years announced their retirement. And uh, he and Dan McDonald's considered one of the five candidates to be a replacement. But so he said that, which was interesting. But then he kind of gave like a John Calipari raw raw speech. He was like, you all just wait for next year. Like uh, you all aren't going to believe what you're going to see and all that exciting stuff. So uh, I guess they're expect. I guess he's expected to be back, but watch out for LSU potentially reaching out to him. All right. We are out of time. Any last words, you two? Last words. Uh, last words. Okay, that was both bad and not overly creative. Everybody have a good Tuesday. We will see you on Wednesday. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and hey, John, I forgot to talk about Tyrese Max. He played well yesterday. Way to go. Yeah. Roll call. Way to go, Tyrese. You did it. All right, Kentucky Roll Call, Big Exports Radio. See you later.